cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Chad Bronstein, founder and CEO of Philo and president of Tyson 2.0. Chad, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing well. Kellen, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Excited to talk to Chad and uh, learn more about these companies. What kind of drew you into cannabis? It's funny. So... I never really smoked weed, to be frank. Like I didn't. I was always in this, like, just so focused on sports when I was younger, and then to college. But I never really got into it. But when I was running uh, a Moby, which was at the time, you know, owned by Singtel, so you know, you weren't really able to touch like a jewel or a cannabis. And cannabis was becoming really large scale. And I, at that point, I was eight years in you know, running a large team, but kind of lost the passion of, you know, I don't want to work in a corporate culture anymore. Before we got bought, it was like very much the culture we liked, entrepreneur. And then as you grow, no matter what company you're at, you start to get more corporate. And so I had to make a decision. Do I want to go at that time, run another company or do I want to build my own? And I also wanted to try something different. I needed to like, you know, get my juices going. And so I'm a big like underdog challenge kind of guy. And I we were getting a lot of um, outreach about cannabis. I think the first cannabis company, which was a CBD, was Charlotte's Web that reached out back in the day. Um, or this is like five and a half years ago. And so I was like, you know what? What can we do here that uh, is unique in the space to bring some maturity to it? One of the projects I want to talk about first is Tyson 2.0. Obviously, Mike Tyson is a big name behind that. How did that start? And like when that first conversation is happening with you, and and like take us through, you know, what you're feeling and what those early thoughts were on putting something together. So it started, I won't be at talking about Tyson 2.0 if it wasn't for Philo, right? So as you guys know, we built a pretty, you know, we came in strong in this industry and it was like constant promoting, just making sure that, you know, we were a big name and that we had the opportunity to raise capital and all these other things. So I got to tell you the story. So Philo obviously built the name for us in the space. Then on LinkedIn, this guy, Daniel Carcillo, who's a two-time Stanley Cup hockey player, reached out to me. I, I don't know anything about hockey. We talked about sports earlier, guys, and we were talking about football and basketball, but we, we didn't bring up hockey, but I didn't know shit about hockey. So I was like, who the hell is this guy, right? I looked at his link that he sent me on YouTube about uh, his concussions and stuff like that. And so uh, that's how I got connect. He reached out and then he lived 20 minutes on the street. So he came to my house. And then I helped, you know, we, psychedelics is a very tough industry too. But we were sitting in this office, I'm doing the podcast with you. And we were just like, I was like, we got to get to Mike Tyson. Because if we get to Mike Tyson, he can help us with his voice because he talks about 5-MeO DMT and how it saves his li- has saved his life. So we did that. I met, we manifested it. We got to Mike through his brother-in-law, Zine. And there was a guy that worked for Philo named Brian Spears, who's Brittany Spears' brother that actually connected us to uh, him. Yeah, so then he asked me to look at some cannabis stuff. And um, that's how we looked at something. I'm not going to talk about the old regime, but I could talk about what we did. And because of Philo and my relationships with Columbia Care at the time, I reached out to this guy, Jesse Shannon, who's the chief growth officer of Columbia Care, one of my close friends. And I said, Jess, and I put Mike on the call. I said, Jesse, if we start Tyson 2.0, will you work with us and give us national cultivation? And that was the start. Obviously, he's an incredible marketer because we've seen some of the things that have gone on with between him and Rick. But I want to stay more with like his involvement in selection of the products. Is he heavily involved in it? Is he kind of working with someone? How does that work? 
him and Kiki will call us like five times a day with new products. Like, so we reached out to Evander a year ago when we, before we launched Mike Bites. And Evander would say this too. He, you know, they didn't want to do it at that time. But then, you know, a year later, we were going to do Holy Ears for the holidays. And actually, that was Mike's idea, Mike and Kiki's idea. So Holy Ears for the holiday. And then Evander happened to reach out to us and we said, Hey, we want to do Holy Ears for the holidays. You want to be a part of this? And he said, Yes. So now Evander's a part of it. We launched Holy Ears. We went viral with the commercial that we did. We did that commercial in three days. It comes back down to the team. Right. I have my CEO of Tyson's Adam Wilkes, uh, been in the Cam's game for a while. My CMO is Jackie. She's been in the game for Anheuser Bush for quite some time, more in the mainstream world. Nicole Cosby, who was with me at Philo, who was my chief legal officer, now comes from a licensing background. She came from Philo to Tyson. Then Aristotle is my other um, partner. And so, you know, I always say, as you guys would know, it's like building a company, tech, and everything else, whatever you're building is important, but the people are the most important. Did, did Mike help recruit Rick? How did that uh, alignment happen? No. Someone told me Rick Flair is my boat neighbor. I just moved there, right? So I see... I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, and I see his boat come right next to mine. And I, we share the same uh, guy that takes care of our boat. And so I, I texted my guys like, Hey, when Rick comes in, let me know. I want to say hi to him with my son. And then I told him, like, Rick, I want to start a canvas brand called the Rick Flair Drip. Because Rick Flair Drip was most popular, one of the most popular watch rap YouTube videos there is. I'm like, I could, and Rick's just such a good market. I grew up on him. So that's how it started. This was like 10 months ago. So slightly switching gears to Philo. Philo Connect is a new interactive retail media network built for retailers and brands that want to reach cannabis consumers. Can you kind of expand on the value proposition for that? Is it more beneficial for the consumers, for the dispensaries, or a little bit of both? It's for both, right? Because how I, again, Jesse Shannon comes back into this conversation. So Columbia Care is one of our bigger clients for a long time. And uh, I was looking at, you know, we have loyalty, we have advertising, we have data, we have, as you guys mentioned, Don, earlier in the conversation, we have our compliance uh, software. So, you know, you're looking at building a, we built a flywheel. So one thing that was missing were the screen side of the business. And like, how do we do something different in a, you know, in a space? Because you have, people out there just putting screens with ads. That's my whole background. It's like, how do you make it more interactive? So I called up Jesse. I'm like, Hey, who's the best screen company you guys are talking to? And he's like, well, we signed an exclusive with this company called 916 that wasn't in cannabis when they signed an exclusive. They were in retail, the mainstream. So the only person that had these screens and the interactive thing was Columbia Care because they made they signed an exclusive in cannabis. And so we ended up buying them like after about 11 weeks later of that conversation. And the reason why we liked it was because it was an interactive experience. It was, you know, you're going onto the screen, it's recommending, you know, Brian walks in dispensary, what should product should I get? And then also the fact that it's, you know, if say there's not a lot of bun tenders in the store, you'd be able to use, you know, build this interactive experience to make it the most efficient process for a consumer to walk in and understand what they're buying. And then also being able to purchase. So that's why we liked 916. What is one concept that the outside industry is shocked to hear about the cannabis industry? If you don't know anything about cannabis, when you jump in, you can get shocked and surprised about the stories and the value of how it helps so many people. Normalization is critical for the cannabis industry. I've given you a magic wand. You can change anything you want to help move the industry forward. What would you change? Make it federally legal. What's a feature request that you get a lot that your team will never build or buy? I said the biggest request is a lot is like developing creative. We're never going to develop creative. Why not? It's just not something we want to do. If you had unlimited capital, what initiatives would you take on that you're not currently able to? 
well, I think at that point, you just consolidate as much as you can under your umbrella. I mean, I would just, you know, with unlimited capital, I just go out and buy more mainstream companies. What would you say that your competitors aren't doing yet? We don't really compete with a lot of people because we're doing something a little different, right? Is there a outside industry company that you draw from inspiration or say, hey, I'm building Philo to look like X or Y similar? We're building Philo to be Philo. Oh, good answer. <laughs> All right. Let's say a zombie apocalypse happens. Rank these people in order most likely to thrive and survive. Mike Tyson, you, Jeff Ragovin, and Ric Flair. I don't know. Each person deals with uh, different things in different ways. I'd say Mike Tyson will, will definitely knock a lot of those zombies out, right? Jeff will be the chef. And uh, whatever, whatever food is alive out there, Jeff will catch. And me, I figure out a crafty way. I don't, I don't know. I, it's a tough question. I can't answer that because we all bring different things to the table. 20 years from now, we will look back and say, that was barbaric. I can't believe we did that in the cannabis industry. What is that? The barbaric thing is the banking side right now. What is the biggest misconception about your company? I think just what we actually offer. I think there's a misconception sometimes because some people just don't fully grasp it. When you started your journey in the cannabis space, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong? You get a lot of things wrong. What we did get right was our... Our mission. Chad, we've seen early breakthroughs with mainstream media and cannabinoid companies like MLB and Charlotte's Web. What event or marketing partnership would completely unlock marketing for the cannabis industry in the mainstream? Well, I think, you know, more like NFL comes out and more of these play- leagues come out, it just becomes more and more mainstream. But I think the one thing is going to have to happen is safe banking, at least everything else. But I do think more and more of these mainstream partnerships will push pressure on the rest of the industry. So Chad, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn more about Philo and Tyson 2.0. Where can they find you? Find us online, on our websites, on LinkedIn. I mean, we're pretty active, both companies on social. So we're pretty easy to find. We'll link those up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you guys. It's fun. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.